0: Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, my life's verses. But I use this verse, these verses this morning to begin the message because I want to speak to you about why I trust God. Now, we've asked some questions the last couple of weeks. Uh, first of all, why live godly? Then last week, we preached on why I pray, and we didn't have as many people here last week because of the snow and so if you haven't heard that message yet, it is on, on Sermon Audio, and we hope that you will go there and listen to that message. I think it's an important message, why I pray. But to, today we're going to look at the subject of why trust God, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for the privilege to share your word. We thank you, Lord, that we have a trustworthy God and that you can always be trusted. You never fail. You have never failed, and you never will. And so, Lord, just help us to drive home this truth today that we need to trust God. Give enablement to bring the message, and if there's a Christian defeated today, I pray that you would encourage them to trust you. If there's a person here who has never trusted Christ as their Savior, I pray that today would be the day they do that. We pray for this little little boy, Lord Watson Calhoun, that you might bring him back to health and bless his family as they wait on him. And I know they're concerned, but we ask, Lord, that you might bring this boy back to health. Thank you for what you're going to do. We love you today, and thank you that we can be here today in the Lord's house. Thank you for everyone who's here. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we want to answer the question why trust God? Our text says that we're to trust the Lord with all our heart. That means we are to trust the Lord without reservation whatsoever because He's a trustworthy God. We can say that we can trust the Lord for salvation, we can trust the Lord for defense, we can trust the Lord for refuge. We can trust the Lord for supply, and we can trust the Lord for victory, daily victory and ultimate victory when we escape hell and end up in heaven all because of Jesus. We can trust the Lord. All of these things can be seen in some way or another in the, book of, in the, in the passage in 2 Samuel. If you'll turn with me there, 2 Samuel chapter 22. I'd like to read a couple verses. 2 Samuel 22. Um, Verse 2. It says, And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the name of the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Yes, we can trust the Lord. Let's say, first of all, mention these things that we've mentioned already about what we can trust the Lord for. We can trust the Lord for salvation. I wonder today if you have trusted Jesus as your personal Savior. Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus who died for you on the cross of Calvary? The Bible says that all are sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. The Bible says "No, what? not one. That's in Romans 3, uh, verse 10 and verse 23. The Lord says everybody's a sinner. That means everyone in this whole earth. I don't care how religious you are, you're a sinner. The most respected preacher you know, he's a sinner. And he needs a Savior. And the, there's nobody that's, that falls outside of that category. We all have sinned. I've been a pastor for almost 48 years, I think. And if I got what I deserved, I would not go to heaven. I would go to hell because I'm a sinner. I have sinned against God. And there's nothing I can do to change that. There's only one person that can save me, and that's the Lord Jesus. And so all have sinned. Christ died for us. The Bible says God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says that he died and was buried, and then on the third day he rose from the grave. The resurrection was proof that everything he died for on the cross of Calvary, that means all the sin of the world, it was paid completely, and therefore he rose from the grave victorious. And so Jesus is alive today. He's paid for all of your sins. He wants to be your Savior, but he will not be your Savior unless you personally put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ Call upon him to save you, believe that he died for you. The Bible says in John 3, verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means everybody deserves to perish, but if you'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll not perish. For God sent not his Son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Romans ten nine and 10 says, thou, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you can be saved, but you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. True Bible believing really ends up being trusting. You know, I just don't believe a fact. Oh, yes, I believe he died. I've always believed that. There's never been a time in my life I didn't believe that. I grew up believing that as a little kid. I was taught that. I didn't question. I believe Jesus died for me. But I never trusted him, put my faith in him, and counted on him to be my savior uh, until I was 22 years old. And you, nobody is born a Christian, nobody has always been a Christian, nobody has ever always believed a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Saving faith comes when you're convicted of your sin, you turn to God and you say, Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner, I repent, I'm sorry of that, and I trust Jesus as my Savior. I want to be Him to be my Savior. I believe He died for me and He rose again from the grave. I put my trust in Him. And when you do that, the Bible says you're saved. God cleansed cleansed you of all sin. He forgives you. Your past sins, your present sins, your future sins, you're forgiven because because he died for you, and you accept him. And you can tell people, the only reason I'm going to heaven is not because I'm good. The only reason I'm going to heaven is because Jesus died for me, and I've trusted him as my personal savior. That's what I'm counting on. I ask you, you, have you been saved? We can trust the Lord for salvation. We can also trust the Lord for defense. The passage that we read in 2 Samuel says that uh, we we can be stable as a rock because God is my rock, and because He's my rock, He's my my shield. The shield uh, protects us from the enemy. The shield protects us from the darts of the devil. The shield is our protection, our defense. And so the Lord Jesus Christ is our defense. And you can trust him to defend you, to protect you. You can trust him for your defense. You can also trust him for your refuge. You see, you can have defense, but you might not be a very peaceful at behind that defense you might be worried the lord says you don't have to do that he's going to defend you at all times and he's your refuge it's mentioned in second samuel he's your high tower in those days the if there was war going on there would be a tower a high tower and you could flee to that tower and you'd be above the people who are tracking you and you could you could defend yourself so much better and he is your high tower and a place of refuge when the storm comes The Bible says he's our high tower and he's our refuge. So the Lord is our refuge. We as Christians don't need to worry. We don't need to fret because he is our refuge. We can have peace in him so we can trust him for refuge. We can also trust him for supply. The Bible says that in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, my God shall supply all your need. You can trust the Lord to take care of you and meet your needs, provide for you all that you need. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Verily, thou, thou shalt be fed. And so, if you trust the Lord, He will feed you. He will take care of you. You can trust the Lord, provide your every need. The Lord tells us in the Gospels that God takes care of even the sparrow. And if he, if he takes care of a sparrow, and he knows when one sparrow, in all this world there's a sparrow that died and falls to the ground, God knows about that. And God says, you're of much more value than sparrows. And if you trust the Lord, you can believe he will take care of you. God takes care of his own. Proverbs 28, 25, He that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Now, that doesn't mean literally fat. I've got a little of that lately. <laughs> but it means you prosper. God will meet your needs. If you trust in the Lord, He will meet your needs. Trust in the Lord for supply. We can trust in the Lord for victory. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 22, He saveth me from violence. He shall, we shall be saved from my, I shall be saved from mine enemies. The Lord will protect you. He will give you victory over those who are against you. The Lord will give you victory ultimately, so over, over hell, and you'll be able to go to heaven because you trust in the Lord. Psalm 17, verse 7 says, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which puts their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. If you trust the Lord, he'll give you victory over those who rise up against you. Psalm 25, verse 1, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my voice. O my God, I trust in thee. Let not my enemies triumph over me. So God will give you victory over the enemies. Psalm 34, verse 22 says, The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. And the word desolate means condemned. None will be condemned who trust the Lord. You can trust the Lord, and you will never have to worry about going to hell. That's final victory. You're going to go to heaven because you trust Jesus. So God will give us victory if we trust him. Even though we as believers know we can trust him. We know we can trust him for salvation. We know we can trust him for defense. We know we can trust him for refuge. We know we can trust him for supply. And we know we can trust him for victory. We sometimes still fail to fully trust the Lord. And we experience worry. We experience fear. We experience doubt. We experience a lack of confidence. And we're like Elisha's servant. You remember Elisha's servant in 2nd Kings chapter 6, one of my favorite passages. And you can read the story later because I'm not going to tell you all of it, but it's a, a really a funny story in a way, but it's a great story of trusting the Lord. You see, Elisha knew what God what people were doing. God revealed it to him. God revealed to him what the king of Syria was planning. So the king of Syria would get his people together and they would plan to make an attack upon Israel at a certain place. And uh, they would go to make that attack, and they weren't there. And every time it happened, it happened at least three times, and they wondered, what's going. we have a spy among our midst. And one of them said, no, it's not that. It's Elisha. Elisha tells God, God tells Elisha what you're going to do before you do it, and so he warns the Israelites, and they're not there. And uh, he said, all right, we're going to go get Elisha. They knew Elisha was in the city of Dothan. So they came and they surrounded the city. This is in 2 Kings chapter 6. They surrounded the city. And um, Elisha's servant got up and he says, oh, oh no, what are we going to do? The city's surrounded. They're after us. And Elisha said, you don't need to fear. Greater is the number of those, of those with us than those that are with them. Now, Elisha's servant couldn't see that. I mean, it, it's true even of us, you know. The Lord's greater than all of our enemy. And he says, greater is the, are those that are with us than those that we with them. And then he said this, Lord, open my servant's eyes so he can see. Open his spiritual eyes so he'll be able to see what I know is true, and that is you are defending us. And so the Lord opened his eyes And he was able to see the host of the Lord surrounding them and protecting them. And they didn't need to fear because the Lord was taking care of them. The same is true of us. We don't need to fear, but we sometimes forget. When we worry, fear, doubt, and lose our confidence, we must open our eyes of faith and trust God. We need to be reminded why we can trust God. So this morning I want to answer that question. Why trust God? I'm going to give you several reasons, but let's think about it. Why trust God? The first reason is this, because trusting God is commanded by God. You see, if God, the God of the universe, tells you to do something, it's a good idea if you do it, especially we as Christians. If we're told to trust the Lord, then we should trust the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Psalm 37, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Psalm 37, verse 5, commit thy way into the Lord, trust also in Him. All these are commandments. Psalm 62, verse 8, trust in Him at all times, ye people. Psalm 115, verse 11, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. Isaiah 26, verse 4, trust ye in the Lord forever. So we are commanded to trust the Lord. So why trust God? Well, God tells you to. And it's a good idea that you do what God tells you to do. And so God says, trust me, and we should trust him. Another reason is this. We should trust God because trusting God will bring stability. If you're not stable in your life, if everything seems to be a mess, and you don't have any peace, you don't have any contentment, and uh, you don't know what's going on, what's going to happen, you're you're just afraid of tomorrow, and you're afraid of today, I mean, you don't have any stability at all. The Bible says trusting God will give you stability. Psalm 125, verse 1. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. That's a promise of God. If you'll trust the Lord, you can be stable in your life. 2 Samuel 22, the Lord is my rock, in him will I trust. He's my rock. You remember the story the Lord told about the people that built their house? One, one man, the foolish man, built his house in the sand. It was a beautiful house, but it was on the wrong foundation. And the winds came, the floods came, and just washed away the house. But another man built his house on a rock, a solid foundation. Both had beautiful homes, but the one was on the rock. And the Lord says, that's the wise man. The wise man built his house on the rock, and all the troubles come of life, and all of us have troubles. And the winds came, the floods came, and it didn't wash away the house because it was founded on a rock. If you want to have stability, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Also, another reason is this, because trusting God will assure us that our needs will be met. You have needs, all of us have needs. Trusting God will assure you that your needs will be met. Psalm 37, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. The Lord was promising Israel, you trust me, and I'll take care of you. There's a passage in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. It says this, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. You know, a lot of rich people, they trust in their riches. They don't have to worry about anything because they have a lot of money. The Lord says don't do that. Charge them that are rich in this world not to be high-minded nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. You don't have to have money to have what you need. All you have to have is the Lord, and He'll provide you. Now, He doesn't excuse you not doing something to to make a living. The Lord says if a man won't work, he won't eat. I mean, that's God's principle. You obey the Lord, though, and God says, you can trust him, He'll take care of you." David said this, I've been old, I've been young and now I'm old, and I have, have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God promises you to take care of you, and you, if you trust Him and obey Him. And so you can trust the Lord. If you trust the Lord, all your needs will be met. not your wants, but your needs. all your needs will be met. Another thing is this. We should trust God because trusting God will guarantee deliverance from our enemies. We've read passages like that already, but let's look at Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verse 39. It says this, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. He will deliver you because you trust in him. Do you have people moving against you? Do you have circumstances that are just against you? The Lord says you trust in him and he will give you deliverance from the enemy. The enemy is, can be three forms. The world and the world is the enemy of the Christian. I mean, The world system is not in favor of the Christian way of life. They're not in favor of Christ. The Bible says the world hates us, and so the world's against us. Our flesh is against us. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been saved, you still have trouble with the flesh because your old nature tries to get you to do things you shouldn't, but you have a new nature because you're born again, you've trusted Jesus as your Savior, and He will give you victory. In fact, the Lord says His Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and He can give you victory over sin. But we have that fight all the time, that old nature. And so our flesh will fight against it. And then the devil, he's an arch enemy. He's a great enemy. He would love to destroy you. He can't take away your salvation if you're saved, but he can take away your effectiveness because he can cause you to fall into sin and you can lose your effectiveness for Jesus. And so the devil is always our enemy. He walks about seeking whom he may devour, First Peter tells us. But the trusting the Lord will guarantee you deliverance from your enemies. And then there's another reason why I trust God. Because trusting God will remove fear. You know, many times people have, have fears. We all do. We all have had fears. Some development will take place in our life or in our church, and it brings some fear to us. We wonder, how is this going to turn out? What's going to happen? but we don't have to fear if we trust the Lord. And the Lord says we we should trust him. In Psalm 56, it says this in verses 3 and 4. What time I am afraid, here's what you do when you're afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. When I'm afraid, I'll trust in the Lord. So why trust God? It's the remedy to fear. You don't need to be afraid. You remember it says in, in Hebrews chapter 13, uh, it says, uh, Hebrews 13, He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. We trust the Lord as our helper. We don't need to fear. He can take care of our enemies, and so he removes the fear. So, Isaiah 12, verse 2 says this, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. I don't need to be afraid because God is my salvation. I will trust. And so we need to trust in the Lord. Uh, There's another thing that we need to know why we should trust God. And that is because trusting God will bring you sure direction in your life. You know, you don't know what to do, you don't know what decision to make or which way to go, and you're faced with decisions, you're faced with uh, maybe decisions about an occupation or decisions about tomorrow, what you're supposed to do, or decisions about a relationship or decisions about finances, all kinds of decisions. What are you going to do? The Lord says he will give you direction if you trust him. Proverbs 3 says it like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. You see, when you trust the Lord, you will not rely on your own understanding. A lot of people get in trouble, and I include myself. Sometimes we get in trouble because we count on our own own understanding. How should I do this? What steps should I take? what decisions should i make and we think up through it through it and we make the decision without ever consulting god the lord says don't do that don't make those decisions without consulting the lord sometimes people say what's well, gotten so bad it's i mean all we can do is pray well that's the first thing we should do it's not like it's the last resort that's the first thing we should do and that is, we should trust God and don't lean on our own understanding. So, trusting the Lord will cause you not to lean on your own understanding. The middle verse of the Bible is Psalm 118. And uh, I've told you this before, being the middle verse of the Bible, that of all, you take all the verses and you divide it by two, you find the middle verse. And here's the middle verse of the Bible it's Psalm 118, verse 8. It says, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in yourself and your own understanding. It's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in someone else. The Lord is the one who knows everything. Trust Him, and He will give you the right path to take. Trust the Lord. Also, if we trust the Lord, he'll give us that right path. It says in verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And so we trust in the Lord. And also when you do that, you're not trusting your own understanding, you're trusting the Lord, you'll be able to answer other people who wonder why you make, make such decisions. Why do you do this? Or why do you make this decision? Psalm 119 says it like this. so shall shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. And we should not be ashamed as Christians to say, well, I make this decision because this is what God wants me to do. And uh, I say no to sin because God tells me to say no to sin. I tithe because God says to tithe. I go to church because God says to go to church. I treat my brother right and everyone right because God tells me to do that. I'm honest because God tells me to be honest. Oh, yes, they gave me $20 too much when they gave me change, but I turned around and gave it back to him. Well, Why did you do that? I mean, you could have had that $20 because God tells me to. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm, I'm leaning on the, on, on, on the Lord, and I'm trusting him. So there's some other reasons why I trust God. But try, because trusting God will bring you happiness. Now, in the Bible, especially in the Psalms, there's a, ver, there's a word used that, that means happy or fulfilled, contented. And it's the word blessed. In Psalm 2, verse 12, it says, Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. You will never be disappointed if you trust the Lord. You'll never be disappointed. And he'll, be, he'll make you content or happy. And so happiness comes by trusting the Lord. If you lean on your own understanding and you make your own decisions without consulting the Lord and without trusting him, then you're going to get yourself into a pickle. Your, your life is going to be uh, uh, complicated more than it was because you didn't trust the Lord. So trusting the Lord will bring happiness. Psalm 40, verse 4 says, Blessed or happy is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. And then let me me give you another reason. Why trust God? We should trust God because it's the way that I acknowledge His greatness and goodness. How else are you going to acknowledge how great God is and good God is? You'll do it by... Trusting Him. You see, we know as Christians that God is omniscient. That means, that's that fancy theological word that means He knows everything. He's all-wise. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. He knows the past, the present, and the future, and He also knows what if. God knows everything. And so because God knows everything, you sure won't go wrong by trusting Him because He's not going to be fooled. He's not going to be found wrong. He always leads the right way. You can trust Him. And when we trust Him, we acknowledge that He is that. He is omniscient. He's also omnipotent. That's another word that means all powerful. He's all powerful. And when we trust God, we acknowledge that He's all powerful. We're faced with a circumstance and And uh, to wait on the Lord seems like not the right thing to do. We need to act. We need to do something. I don't know for sure what we've got to do. We've got to do something, though. And we make a choice and we make a decision without waiting on the Lord and trusting Him. And the Bible says if you trust the Lord that He is omnipotent, He's all-powerful, then it's our way of acknowledging to Him, Lord, I know this seems impossible. I know it seems out of reason that we could do this or, Lord, that you could do this, but I trust you. I trust you. And when we trust the Lord for the impossible, we show that we acknowledge that God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. I know we as a church would like to build our new church building. We're not able in our ourselves as we can see it, but God is able. And when we trust him, then we acknowledge that He is all knowing, all wise, He is all, all powerful, and nothing is too hard for Him. Also, God is omnipresent. That means He's everywhere present at the same time. That's more than we can understand, but we believe it. God is everywhere. As I've said many times, there is no such thing as a God forsaken place because God's everywhere, He's everywhere. And because God is omnipresent, He's everywhere, we can trust Him. Let's say we have a relative and they live a a thousand miles away and they're going through a trouble and we wish we could be there, but we can't. And uh, we pray and we trust God and because we know He's there when we're not. He's there. And so we trust God. And it's our way of, of acknowledging to God, you're, you're everywhere present. I know you're there. And my loved ones, there is going through this. Lord, would you help them? And we know he can because he's there. And we trust the Lord. We also acknowledge that he's holy. Holy means he's set apart from everyone else. He's set apart from knows no one like him. He's set apart from sin. There is no iniquity in him. He is totally Holy. And we can trust Him because we know He makes no mistakes. There's nothing too hard for Him. He makes no mistakes. He is holy. He'll never do the wrong thing. He'll always do the right thing, and I can trust Him. And so we acknowledge that when we trust the Lord. We acknowledge that He is love. God is love. And when we face a situation, we don't know what to do, and we just decide, well, I don't know what to do, but I know this, God knows. And I can trust him. And I know he loves me. He'll never do anything that's against me. Once you become a Christian, God will never do anything against you. Now, he might give you a whipping, but that's for your good. Just like good parents discipline their children. They don't let them run wild, you know, and be a little heathen. They discipline them. And according to the Bible, it's okay to discipline your children by a spanking. That's okay. By God. The world doesn't think so, but God does. You discipline them in love. Why? Because you love them and you want the best for them and you know more than they do. And the Lord wants us to acknowledge his love by trusting him. And Lord, I don't know. I don't understand. If I do this right thing, it looks like it's going to lead to maybe me losing my job or something else. Lord, but I know I can trust you. You love me. And so we acknowledge that the Lord loves us when we trust Him. And then there's one last thing I'd like to mention this morning. And that is, we should trust the Lord because trusting God is the foundation for the Christian life. I mean, why live godly? If you can't trust God, I mean, why? Why live godly? God tells us to live live godly. But if we can't trust Him, God tells us if you sow to the flesh, you'll have the flesh reap corruption. And so we say no to sin. But if we can't trust God, how do we know that's true? Why don't we just live and, get, and, and eat, drink, and be married? Tomorrow we're going to die. And live it up because you only have one life. That's the world's philosophy. But we trust God. And we believe in Him. And it's the foundation for a godly life to trust the Lord. It's also a foundation for a godly life to, not only for a godly life, but to pray. I mean, why pray? If you can't trust God, why pray to him? Why pray to God if you can't trust him? You see, if you can't trust God, why read your Bible? I mean, it's like the world says, it's full of errors. That's not true, but that's what they say. They'll say, well, it's just a book, you know, many writers over a long period of time and And you can't trust God, trust this book. Oh, yes, we can trust this book. I trust the Bible because I trust God. It's his word. But if I didn't trust God, why should I read the Bible? Why should I do any of that? Why should I read the Bible? Why should I witness for him if I don't trust him? Why should I be a witness and tell other people about Jesus if I don't trust him? You see, trusting God is a foundation for all of your Christian life. Why should I look for heaven? Look forward to heaven. Why should I look forward to a brand new body? If you can't trust God, you can't look forward to any of that because he might be telling you a lie. You see, trusting God is the foundation of everything, and we need to trust the Lord. So I hope that all of us today will trust the Lord completely. Some might still say, why trust God? I submit to you everything that I've mentioned. I'm sure there are other reasons. And I ask you this question, why not? Give me a reason why you can't trust God. Now, I love all of you. I'm your pastor. And uh, I want to be trusted. But let me tell you something about me. You can't trust me completely. Does that mean I'm going to lie to you? No. It means I'm human and I fail. I might tell you I'm going to be there for your surgery and something happens and I don't, I don't make it. Why? Because I'm human and some things can happen. And I'm, I don't always keep my word. I want to. I try to. But there sometimes things happen that I can't. And that's true of everybody. You can't fully trust anyone. In fact, the person that you would like to trust more than anybody else is the one that you look in the mirror. And you answer me the question, yeah, can you trust them? Can you trust that person you look at in the mirror? And the answer is no. You'll fail yourself many times, but there is somebody you can trust who will never fail you. Always tell you the truth. Always keep his promises. Always provide for you. Always take care of you. Always be your defense. Always be your refuge. He will always be your Savior if you trust him. You can trust him, whatever he tells you. And when he says if you trust Jesus as your Savior, you're going to have a home in heaven, and he's preparing a place for you, and he's going to give you a brand new body, you know that's true because God told you that. You can trust him. So I encourage all of us today, trust the Lord. He's trustworthy, and he's worth trusting, and you'll never be ashamed that you trusted the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for encouraging us from your word to trust you. Lord, all of these reasons we've given today are supported by the word of God. And so I just ask that we might believe that. We don't know the condition of people's lives here today. Many times we come to church and we look so respectful and everything seems fine and we're smiling. But, down, but back at home or down in our heart, there might be problems going on that nobody knows about but you. And Lord, I just ask that everyone here today would realize you, you, they can trust you. And you, can take, you will take care of them if they'll trust you. And I pray that we might live lives that are a demonstration of the fact that we trust God. Help us to be godly. Help us to pray. Help us to trust